But my hope again this evening is to talk on and emphasize the importance of not only Bible reading, but more specifically, um, Bible meditation and memorization. Why ought we to memorize the scriptures? I think of passages of scriptures that I've memorized over the last few several years. Like, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. Or, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns your life with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Or you make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. We have verses after verses that we can call into our minds through memorization. And there are sometimes people that say, "Why, why memorize? The Bible doesn't say that you have to memorize but I would actually counter that at least a little bit. And so I'm going to ask you, if you have your Bibles here tonight, to go to Psalm 119. And we're going to use this passage to talk about why we ought to um, meditate on the Word. And before I read this passage, let me pray for us in our time together. Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are loving and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That you know our frame and you remember that we are dust. You you do not deal with us according to our sins, but according to your mercy. And that is the case because of Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. And in him we have the righteousness of God wrapped around us and we are secure. And so, Lord, we pray that this night, even as we talk about the majesty of your word, that we as your children and as Jesus' disciples, that we would seek to meditate on your word, know your word, and that your word would cleanse and purify us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Psalm 119, I'm not going to read the whole psalm tonight. Um, We will start at verse 9, and we will go through verse 16. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it, according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you, let me not wander from your commandments. I've stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. In this psalm, We read in verse 11, the psalmist says, I have stored up your word in my heart. So to store up means that he's saving it 
and he's bringing it into his own heart and keeping it there, that it's staying there. It's not just that the psalmist is saying that I have my Bible reading plan and I read six chapters and then I walk away and I never remember anything. We've all had that happen before more times uh, than maybe we can even count. But what the psalmist is saying as well, what the psalmist is saying here is I'm seeking to store it up. I'm seeking to remember it, to, to keep it into my attention. And this is what the Psalms even teach, and of course the rest of the scriptures, but the Psalms are, are, are very important in teaching us the importance of how we approach the word. Like if we go back to Psalm 1, and in Psalm 1 it says that the blessed man meditates on the law, do you know what it says? Meditates on the law day and night. Now, does that just mean, does the word meditate just mean reading a chapter of the Bible in the morning and a chapter at night? That's not what it means. The word for meditate in the Hebrew there actually means to murmur to yourself. So I am murmuring to myself. Are you ever talking to your, you're talking. Have you ever talked to yourself before? And sometimes you think when you're talking to yourself, I am such a crazy person. What are these people thinking that are driving by? Listen, you know, there's nobody in the car. What's he doing? But I think that we as a people were created to talk and even talk to ourselves. Um, it helps us to process through what we're thinking. And if we're passionate about something, we'll start to speak. Okay, and then there's this and there's that. And then That's murmuring. Okay, so the psalmist says in Psalm 1 that this man meditates on the law day and night, in which I actually think that that idea is saying that throughout, throughout the whole day, he's speaking to himself the word. Now, the only way he can speak to himself the word is if he actually knows the word to begin with, right? You can't, you can't murmur things to yourself that you don't know anything about. You have to know those things to then be able to rehearse those things to yourself, Right? Okay, so that's why I think Psalm 1 actually encourages Bible study, but I think that Bible memorization falls under that as well. You have to know something to be able to speak it back to yourself. Or even in Psalm 119.11, I've stored your word in my heart. I'm keeping it there in storage so that I can pull it out and then study it more and speak about it again and put it back and pull out another uh, piece of information or, or truth from God's word. As we murmur to ourselves, we're changed, we're transformed, we're encouraged because it's God's word being spoken back to us. As we murmur to ourselves and speak God's word, that is a way of studying the word. It's not only that I study the word when I'm sitting with my app or my Bible open. That's not the only time that I'm studying I'm studying when I'm actually talking about what I've just, what I've read earlier on in that day, when I'm speaking those passages back. If you've ever memorized the scriptures before, I'm sure you've had circumstances where you, you've memorized the passage, it's down cold, you've had it down in your mind for, you know, months, and then all of a sudden you say it again and some truth just pops out that you never even thought of. Where did that come? How in the world did I not get that before? And the word is living. And as you speak the word to yourself, it's rehearsed over and over and it changes you. Because the word of God has power. We ought to be people of, of the word because the word is so glorious. The word comes from God himself. 
right? And I know I've used this illustration before, but I, I cannot say to Tracy, I love you so much, just never talk to me. Do I love her if I say that? It's not a trick question. No, I don't love her if I, if I say that. If I love her, I want to hear her words, and I value her words. Well, similarly, if God has changed our hearts, if we've kissed the sun and found refuge in Christ, then we will love the word. The psalmist even says, we praise the word. Why? Because we even see in the scriptures itself that the word of God brought everything into existence. God's word is what saves us. Everything is held together by the word of his power. Jesus is the living word. God has gifted us with his word. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds through the word. And in the end, God works for his glory and our greatest good as the word is implanted into our hearts. So we ought to be a people who care about the word. And I think we would all, I hope everybody in this room would all confess that we ought to be a people who care about the word of God. And we should care to study it and we should care to memorize it. But I'm going to give you some reasons, some more motivation as to why we ought to study and memorize or murmur it to ourselves. The first reason is the word enables us to know the greatness of God. As we study the word and memorize the scriptures, we come to know more of the greatness of God. Verse 12 says, Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Blessed are you. Now that phrase, blessed are you, can also be translated, praise be to you, O Lord. Praise be to you. And think, think about this idea of praise and what we've even talked about this morning. But the idea of praise means that God is worthy of praise. The psalmist admits he's the one that deserves the praise. He's perfect. Look around at anything else in this life. It is not worthy of utmost praise. There's a lot of things. I mean, in one sense, we can say there's a lot of things that are praiseworthy or things that we can enjoy. Um, some people like cars and looking at cars and wow did you see that new design of whatever okay and obviously i'm out of the loop on that one um and others of you 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 like certain certain tools and others of you 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 know you might like um a certain tv show potentially or whatever it is and if you like that thing you start speaking its praises right And you'll speak that to other people. Oh, you know this, and there's this thing, and this thing, and this thing. And then the show gets canceled. The praise doesn't last, right? Or that, that car gets replaced with a new model of car. Because it can't last forever. But the reality with God is that he is worthy of eternal praise. Because he's eternally glorious. We, and, and we ought to want to praise him because we can never stop praising him. When we read the scriptures and when we memorize the scriptures, it provides us the opportunity to see why we get to praise him, why we ought to praise him, and that he's worthy of that praise. When we study the scriptures, we study about the God who is eternally glorious. This is why I like to study theology. Some people are like, oh, theology is so over my head. Yeah, it is. I, I, I have not figured out the Trinity yet. I haven't. And I, I love that. I haven't. 
Because that shows me how great God is. I had a conversation with one of my sons, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago or longer, but he was talking to me about his discouragement in reading the Bible because he doesn't understand so much of it. And I was saying to him, I I don't understand certain things. Yeah, yeah, Dad, but that's different. I just don't even get it. And I'm trying to figure out how to encourage him and saying, well, but if you, the reality is, is that it's going to take the rest of your life to, to learn and understand and grow in this. But be encouraged. The fact that you don't understand it shows that God is bigger than us. So, some days later, my son came to me and he's like, Hey, Dad, I read my Bible last night. And I said, Did you understand any of it? No, but I read it. And he was encouraged that he at least read it and, and that maybe God's going to do a work. Because he's in the word and he knows the word has power. He knows God's bigger than him. And I'm encouraged by that. And we, we ought to even as well. Don't be so discouraged if you don't understand everything. Now, we, want, we have tools and we can have people we can talk to to help us in, in growing and understanding the word. But when we get into the word and we study God's omniscience and omnipresence and sovereignty and justification, uh, we should study those And we should dive in more deeply into those things and learn what God has revealed to us and then praise him that he is so great. It's like what the Apostle Paul does in Romans when he gets to the end of Romans chapter 11. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and inscrutable his ways. That all Paul can say, he he spends 11 chapters talking about the amazing saving plan of God and then he just bursts out in praise. Look how amazing God is. I barely scratched the surface in these 11 chapters. When we study the word, when we memorize the word, we see a God who is worthy of praise. We see why we ought to praise him. He's worthy of praise. And and by the way, since he's worthy of praise, um, we also see in this, uh, in this chapter in Psalm 119 and in verses 14 and 16 that our satisfaction then is bound up in praising him. This, is, this goes along with the uh, notes from this morning. That God, he is the worthy one and that we find our joy in him. In verse 14 and 16 it says, In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Our satisfaction is bound up in praising him. We were created for God's glory. Therefore, our delight comes from even our design, or our design leads to our delight. He says, in the way of your testimonies, I delight. And this is David speaking here, and he says, as much as in all riches. What was David's occupation? What was he? He was a king. So as a king, he knows something about having riches, right? And he says, I don't think this is hyperbole here. He's saying, as in all the riches, oh, delighting in your word is is superior to this. It is better to know your word than to have all the gold and silver and copper and precious stones that this world has to offer. I delight in you. I delight in you. Because the Lord is worthy of praise. And then his heart is united with that praise as he studies the word. In your testimonies, I delight. In your words, I delight. 
And then he goes on and says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. So he has a present tense and a future tense. Like the reality is, is I do delight and I will delight. So it kind of reminds me of my lunch today. That uh, I went out with uh, my family for lunch and I knew exactly what I wanted. And I'm still, I'm still full right now. I'm not really wanting to eat anything else. So hopefully you are too. This won't tempt you right now. Um, but I mean, it's, it's uh, fried chicken on a biscuit with sausage gravy and an egg on top. I mean, whoa, it was so good. And I knew this is what I wanted to have, you know. Um, and, and, and it came and sat, you know, plated right in front of me before I took any bites. I'm talking about how good this is. I don't even have to take a bite of it because I've already had it in the past. Okay. So this is delicious. You need to try this. And I'm handing it to Tracy, to my sister-in-law. You got to try this. This is so good. It's so good. I delight in this, right? So I want to share this and I'm already projecting. I'm going to delight in this too. Okay. Now, What the psalmist is not doing here in Psalm 119, he's not saying that the word of God is like, so for me, I'm not a seafood person, so I don't delight in seafood. Um, So the psalmist is not saying, delight in the word like you would seafood. You know, I guess I will. (laughs) Right? He's not saying force delight. He's actually saying God is delightful. His word is full of delight for you. And so therefore, determine to always delight in it. Treat it with the respect it deserves. Treat God's word with the the honor that the word deserves. Delight and continue to delight. And when he says, "I, I will, I will not forget your word. This goes back to the idea of storing it up. This is why I think memorization is so important and rehearsing things over and over and over again because we're a forgetting people. Have you ever forgot anything before? It's crazy the things that one can forget. Where did, um, I don't, where'd it go? Um, It's somewhere around here. But for Christmas, I got these little, these little tiles that when that it, I can attach to things that I lose. And so if I've lost that thing, I can just open up the app on my phone and then push the button and it rings the thing that I've lost. I mean, listen, that's going to save me a ton of money um, because I, I've attached one of those to my water bottle and I lost, I think, three water bottles last year. I, I'm not going to lose, Lord willing. Lord willing, I am not going to lose a water bottle this year. That is great. And you say, well, what if you lose your phone? What's awesome is that on all of those items, I can just double click the tile and it rings my phone. So yes. Okay. I mean, we forget, we forget. I can even say I had it in my hand. I know I had it in my hand five minutes ago. Where did that thing go? Okay. How quickly can we forget the word? How quickly do we forget the scriptures? We've all confessed we can read the scriptures and then walk away and go, what did I read? Or even if we understood it, we can walk away an hour later. What was that again? And this is why murmuring to ourselves is so important. And memorizing is so important because we are determining not to forget. 
I am making a choice to not forget what God says in his word. So I memorize and memorize and memorize and memorize and memorize. So we would memorize and study the scriptures because the word enables us to know the greatness of God. And secondly, because knowing God breeds in us a desire for purity. Or studying the scriptures, maybe I can word it this way, studying the scriptures purifies us. If you're a believer in Christ, studying the scriptures purifies you. Verse 9 says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. God is worthy of, of the praise. And then our longing should be to want to imitate him. If he is glorious and he is our father and he does love us, we should want to imitate who he is. You know, it's amazing to me when I watch my own children and how they love me and then they imitate me in certain ways. And especially watching them when they're in their, their younger years. You don't realize all the things that they're studying about you until they do a certain thing and you're like, oh no, they watch me. I got to be careful, right? I remember one time, I think it was Isaiah I watched how he got out of the bathtub one time. And when he got out of the bathtub, he took his foot and he went and shook it and took his other foot and shook that foot. And I'm like, that's how I get out of the shower. How does he, you know, he's watching all the fine details of things. Well, as God's children, we should be watching all the fine details of God and what God says about himself. That He is so glorious. He is so good. So I want to imitate him. How am I going to imitate him if I'm not listening to him? If I don't know who he is, if I don't know his character, I can't, I need to know his character. And the character that the psalmist brings up here is this characteristic of God being pure. And how are we going to be pure? By taking heed according to God's word. Ephesians 5 says one of the roles of Jesus is to purify his bride by the washing of water with the word. That Jesus purifies us, but it's through the means of the word. So it's no shock to me when certain Christians say, I just, I have no desire. I have no change in my life. And I can say, are you in the word? And are you, are you memorizing and meditating on the word? Well, no, not really. Okay. Question. If your house has a shower in it, a bathtub, does that mean you're clean? Answer? That's not a trick question either. Are you clean if your house has a shower in it? No. No, Not necessarily, right? You have to get into the tub. You have to use the items to clean yourself off in order to be cleansed. And God says the means through which he cleanses us is the word. If you're not in the word, you're not going to experience the purity that the word brings. If you're not meditating on it, if you're not murmuring it to yourself, if you're not memorizing it, you're not going to experience the purity, the cleansing. That's how he cleans his children, through the washing of water by the word. Now, so we should read the scriptures because it, it, the scriptures purify us. Thirdly, we should, in studying the scriptures and memorizing the scriptures, it leads to results. It leads to a greater seeking of the Lord. Verse 10 says, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. 
So with his, his entire being, he's seeking after the Lord and he doesn't want to wander and stray from the Lord. And he's saying, when he says, not wandering from your commandments, to wander from God's commandments is to wander from God. Okay? So me refusing to study the word is me saying to God, and what good is that going to do for my soul? No good. So... But if I'm in the word, and if I'm studying the word, then I'm not wandering by his grace. Secondly, if I am in the word, then I will declare his rules. With my lips, verse 13 says, with my lips I will declare all the rules of your mouth. It's interesting, the more I get into the word, the more I want to share his word with others. And I can use the food illustration again. It's delicious. I delight in it. I want you to delight in it too. So share it. And, and, and taste. And the scriptures say, taste and see that the Lord is good. The scriptures call us, even David in his confession psalm says that if he experiences the forgiveness of God, then he will teach sinners in the way. And this goes even to the New Testament context with Jesus' disciples. And we use this phrase that we are disciple-making disciples. We are disciples who are taught by Jesus who then want to teach other people. Why? Because the word has gripped our hearts. I, I met with a guy this past week who was telling me that he's just thought this was kind of funny, you know, but he, he thinks Excel is so uh, great and it can do so many things and so many people don't know what Excel can actually do. And he was sitting down with his uh, daughter and showing his daughter how Excel works. And he's like, it's just so crazy. I was just getting so passionate about teaching her about Excel. And then I just jumped off of that like, yes, that's like the Bible, you know? And the Bible has all this stuff and you get so excited about what the Bible says about God and then you want to tell other people about it. There's disciples making disciples. When you're passionate about something, you have to share it with somebody else. Right? Whatever the context is. And so the psalmist says, with my lips, I declare all the rules, all the statements of your word. And then as you meditate on the word and study the word, you will actually seek to meditate on the word more and study the word more. Verse 15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. So again, that's a future tense. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to fix my eyes on your ways. When I think about that, I think about the horses that have the blinders on the sides of them. And they have that so they're not distracted by the things off on the side, but they focus on where they need to go. The more you meditate, the more you study the scriptures, the more disciplined, the more you're disciplining your own mind and your soul and focusing your attention and saying, this is the direction I need to go. This is what I need to focus on. I need to focus on the Lord. And as you're focusing on the Lord, you keep focusing on the Lord. Fix, fix, fix your eyes on him. And then we see memorizing and studying the scriptures reminds us of our need for God's grace. And we have to end with this. Verses 10 and 12 have these phrases in it. Let me not wander and teach me your commandments. And these are prayers to God. And just like what I mentioned this morning, Psalm 86, 11 Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I can go and I can study the scriptures and I can discipline my mind to memorize certain passages, but have you ever had seasons before where you still felt like your heart wasn't in it? 
we need God. And if our heart's in it, we should praise the Lord that our heart's in it because God's doing it. And if our heart's not in it, we should pray to the Lord that he would unite our hearts to fear his name. And we should be confident that he will do that work within us because of Jesus. Jesus, in his uh, resurrection and because of what he did on the cross, he then says, now I send the Holy Spirit to come and to guide you into all truth, to teach you the way. And we now have the Holy Spirit in us, teaching us and training us and guiding us in the scriptures. But in all of the Bible memorization and, and Bible study, may it never be, you know, that you make it to the end of the year and you go, oh, ho, ho, I checked every line. Look what I did. Um, or if you're on version, I got my Bible reading badge. Way to go me. I, I got five badges. How many do you have? That's, that's not the point. We don't read the scriptures to elevate us. We read the scriptures because God is so glorious and we need him. We need him. We need him to wash us as we read the word. We need to depend on him and pray as we're reading the word. Unite our hearts to this. We need him to train us in the word so that we don't misapply the word. By the way, Satan uses the word to tempt people too. He did it with Jesus. So we need to be students of the word to know the right context of what the word is saying. We are dependent utterly on God. So we seek him in the word and we pray that he would apply it accurately and fully in our own hearts. So with that, let's actually break up into groups and pray and pray for each other and pray for our church family that we would be a people who are saturated in the word, helping each other grow in the word, um, and truly understanding God and God's glory in Christ in the word. So you break up into groups, and then I will close our time in prayer. Father, we thank you again for who you are, and I'm reminded of the psalm that says, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. And Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts to praise you and rejoice in your word. That you would enhance our spiritual taste buds so we appreciate more and more the glories of who you are and what you do and what you call us to. Give us rejoicing hearts. And Father, we also pray for spirit, birth, discipline, self-discipline to be in the word and meditating on the word. And let us always know of your grace and your love for us in Christ. To know that you have given these things, even as Jesus says, his commandments are not burdensome. They're not because we have you and we have your strength. So, Father, fill us and strengthen us all the more. And may we truly be a people who um, are people of the word, who pursue Jesus together and are submissive to the Holy Spirit. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.